and that is our intro for this episode. Wait, are we recording? Yes, we are. No, we aren't. Yes, we are. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Turnover Podcast. I'm RJ. This is Chris. We're gonna take a leak. (laughs) See, that's the hardest thing about it. The hardest thing about saying anything that ends in is, my mind is automatically like, piss. Piss. <laughs> but I'm like, no, there's other words I can use, but none of them would be appropriate. Dis. Kiss. Piss. Miss. Uh, sis. Yeah. 103.5. Piss FM. <laughs> You're listening to The Drive 94.7, Chicago's classic rock. That I, was good. I could do that job. Yeah. I could wait, that's the, that's not the station that died, right? No, the loop died. The loop's a Christian rock station now. Oh, so it went from ninety seven one FM, the loop, Chicago's number one classic rock station. Ninety seven point nine. Ninety seven point nine? What is ninety seven one? The drive. The drive. Ah. See everything's like point one, point seven, point nine. <laughs> it's like all in that actually, fun fact. When I set my settings in Adobe Audition to normalize sound waves, mm-hmm. you can do it by like um, percentages. So my percentage is 94.7. <laughs> nice. Because like, I don't know. I think someone was telling me like, oh yeah, as long as you're in like the 90s to like 95 range, you're fine. So I'm like, okay, 94.7. Nice. The loop or the drive or whatever. What was that station in the river? Oh, that was a weird one because it was you could only get it in like Downers Grove, yeah, or like Aurora or something. Yeah, I, re- I remember like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't get it all the time. Yeah, it's kind it, of awkward. Was it like a? It was like a classic rock station. Yeah, but not really because then I would hear like Cheryl Crow. Oh boy. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. Oh, hello everybody! Welcome to the turnover. Yes. I am RJ. I'm Chris. And that was some terrible freestyling and some very, very bad audio radio promo attempts. Although, just really quick, because I have to, we had transitioned from the drive to Christian rock, right? Right. So it was 94 7? 90, wait, 94 7? That, was that the Christian rock station? I think so, right? Because hmm. that's the one that disappeared well oh wait are you talking about wasn't there a rock station in chicago back in the day called the zone i don't even remember that one Uh, maybe i'm wrong there was there was a rock station and then it turned into a classic rock station Hmm. and then there's always oldies 104.3 which became jack fm and then that disappeared and it turned into like classic r&b hip-hop which is actually pretty cool no, I like that. Cause like you hear you hear things that you don't expect to hear anymore, like peaches and cream. Tanahashi, Hiroshi. We've got like we've got media everywhere this we've episode. Got, we've got New Japan Pro Wrestling on the big screen. We've got gaming on the small screen. Yeah, and then we've got our attempts at radio promos. You're listening to K Love. I'm not gonna make fun of Christian Rock. So I I remember back when uh, Jack FM started. I talked to somebody who lived in Texas, and they said down there it was called Bob FM. What? Like they had in different regions of the country, they had different male names for these stations. Bob FM, <laughs> Jack FM, Jim FM, <laughs> Stephen FM, Stephen FM, TNN. Oh wait, that's a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. 
Billionaire Ted. Uh, Eric, uh, what can we do to compete with the uh, WWF time slot? Well, I'll tell you, Ted. Give me two hours on TNT every Monday night. I'll make it worth your while. Craig, get Eric two hours every Monday night on TNT. I'm going to drive a stake through the heart of Vince McMahon. And he never did. He almost did. He nearly did. And then uh, AOL Time Warner merged and they got fucked in the ass. Oh, maybe you got to bleep that one out. Nah. Okay. We're I, still uncensored. Okay. Unraw. Unraw. Raw? Yes, we are raw. We're live on Monday night. Nope. We're actually recording this on a Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. Raw. But you can catch SmackDown live tonight on at 7 p.m. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> Although, I think of Monday Night Raw was very It very was very, in- very interesting. It was pretty exciting. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you people something that you ain't, might not know. Roman Reigns is a good professional wrestler. <gasps> dun, and, dun, dun. Well, the, here's the thing. I've never seen like a Roman Reigns match I hated. I think he's a good worker. I think he's got really good instinct. He doesn't have a huge move set, but neither did Hulk Hogan or John Cena or any of those guys. I'm not. I'm not saying he's on their level, but uh, I've just I've never seen him have a really bad match. The reason fans hate him is because he represents Vince McMahon's vision for what he wants the company to be. So is Roman Reigns basically the Nickelback of wrestlers? He could be. Oh my God, he's Chad Kroger. There you go. You learned something today. <laughs> oh you, no, we started something there. Now, now, now they're probably gonna call Nickelback and be like, "All right, uh, Chad, uh, I need you to make a new theme for Roman. <laughs> make something good. Make it really good. It's it's basically the Shield theme, but with Chad Kroger's vocals on top of it." Oh no, <laughs> God, that is so terrible. You have no idea how terrible. Doing it, doing it, heard <laughs> If we, if you want to get Seth Rollins in New Japan, that's how you do it. He's oh, like, I'm man. not coming out to that shit. <laughs> hey, it's either that or Green Day. Well, uh, wait, Green Day doing the Shield theme? Yes. Well, that's a lot better. Would it be though? Or I, I'd rather uh, no. I Green Day. I don't know. You hated Green Day so much. I don't. It's just I didn't like. I don't think that they should have been the theme for SmackDown. But I didn't know they were. They were. When? What? Right when they first started doing the whole PG thing. It went from like Drowning Pool to Green Day. Hmm. And that's when I knew. I was like, yep, Vince McMahon's target demographic has shifted. You know who should do the theme for Monday Night Raw is Jack White. Ooh, that might actually work. I have this idea, and I think it would be cool for her to do a, a Monday Night Raw intro and have Jack White do the theme. Do, I actually just want do something like have it something like Icky Thump. I was gonna the, say I just want Icky Thump to be the raw theme now. Yes, that's that's all you need. That's really all you need. It's fine. It's appropriate. It's not gonna like brandish or it's not gonna tarnish your PG expectations. Have have a uh, have the slow mo image of Finn Balor diving off a ladder with with uh, well, what's the Icky Thump riff? The main one. Yeah. So I, I, I almost got that confused with uh with uh, uh last song off Led Zeppelin 2. Oh have have you seen this video 
There's this bring it on home. Yeah, I was like, confusing it with. Have you ever seen this um this YouTube channel where it takes live performances and just kind of trolls and like screws up the song on purpose to make it sound yes, bad? Yes, that's so funny. Those, they they did that with uh Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. In one video. They did one with Wolf Mother, and they inserted like <laughs> they inserted Jack White's vocals, The Who, and like. <laughs> Yeah, just because they all just to like make fun of the fact that he does kind of sound like all like Robert Plant and Jack White. Right. That that whole crazy, crazy style. I think my next favorite one would be the Kings of Leon video. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll I'll have to watch that soon. You will never be able to hear Sex on Fire without it sounding terrible in your head anymore. Oh, have you you gotta hear the uh uh what is the, the Duran Duran song, the I'm not remembering any song names today, uh you know their big one hungry like, like the, the wolf. wolf okay so there somebody took hungry like the wolf and they took they had the song stay the same but they they tuned the vocals down half step no it why would just you sound do that? so horrible why would you do that <laughs> yeah rob meyer got a kick out of that oh man and brian and leslie but uh, I, can't, bef- I, I can't like you know anytime i hear something that sounds so dissonant it just bothers me like elevators when there's two next to each other and one of them is like one of their beeps is down like half a step to the other one. Oh yeah and they both ding at the same time but i'm just i'm the only one that cringes because i don't know maybe i just hear things differently but everyone else is like oh what's the big what's the big deal it's just two elevator beeps I'm like no it's like playing a b and a b flat at the same time except Ta-da. like except like three octaves up i'm picturing you in the elevator the the song in the background of the elevator will be uh ain't no woman like the one i got by the four tops <laughs> rj's just standing there well ain't no woman like the one i got and then and then he's just he's like he's just like we're gonna get to the bottom it's gonna be way out of tune the elevator beeps oh no oh no <laughs> and then you're just like you're in agony as the four tops play in the background and people are staring at you i'm just pick. i'm just I have like their other song stuck in my head now. The what's and then it became like Sugar Pie And then it became basically commercialized and I remember this terrible one for like a Michigan tourism ad. Oh I'm not even gonna sing it. It's it's the same exact song but just with Michigan related lyrics. Oh boy. Well I hope I hope they got a lot of money for it. I hope so too. Unlike <laughs> Anytime I hear horrible shit like that, I hope the artist is getting paid. Well, good money. remember we talked about that other one, the um, that grow your own way. For that the I think that might be the worst commercial of all time. I think so too. I I, I thought when I watched that, it's like I am offended. I'm offended. The creators of Seventh Heaven took this song and turned it into a commercial. I'm just assuming that it was the creators of Seventh Heaven just because that of the made way that, that commercial looked. Yeah, it was just like this. It looked like this. It was like. Uh, small town middle america you know white suburban you know christian deal no they, they definitely needed the dad then to show up just <laughs> halfway through the commercial yes like all right all right everyone let me let me tell you about why you need life insurance and why you should buy these plans you know what would have made that uh commercial even better is peter francis geracy no <laughs> hello I'm attorney Peter Francis Geraci. His commercials have been spruced up lately. Have you seen it? 
Yeah, he's got like this green screen now and all these yeah. other, like, special effects. I bet it. I bet his kids got to him and said, "Dad, you, you, you've been doing this same commercial for forty years. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta jazz it up a little. Come on." They finally installed Windows ninety eight in the office. <laughs> they finally have Microsoft Movie Maker. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing a bunch of disgruntled employees there forcing to use Windows ninety five. <laughs> Have you ever been in an accident or need legal advice? Hello. No, we're going to have like one, like one demographic know this reference and everybody else like throughout the country and like internationally is going to be like, what the hell is this? Yes. Peter Francis Geraci is probably one of Chicago's most well-loved celebrities next to Skip Bayless's brother. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, Sven Gulli. Tom Skilling. Didn't he retire? No, he's still going. Really? He's still active. That guy that guy loves weather like nobody's business. Somebody re- somebody else just recently retired from the local news. Um, well, Mike Adamley had to. Okay. Well, I mean, he's got he's got dementia bad. That's a kind of a sad story. Mm. Um, but um so Mike Adamley did there uh what was the dude um from WGN? Yeah, Peter. That's what I'm of. Peter, I can't remember his name. Francis Geraci. <laughs> no. Yeah, but anyway, Peter Francis Geraci. Whoa. Well, how would that look if he was like a sponsor? Like we we have this podcast. And oh my god, that'd be amazing if he sponsored us. <laughs> it just cuts. We have like all this energy, and then it just cuts to hello. I'm Attorney General Peter Francis Geraci. Attorney General? Attorney, I don't even know. He's in the Trump administration now? I guess. Yes, I guess. He's, he's trying to fly an airplane with no wheels. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Google that later. Peter Francis Geraci. I'm flying a plane with no wheels. Not, not the, not I the hate plane my with life. No, not the plane with no... Wait, who was on that plane? Post Malone. I don't even... I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. He's a trap artist, and he's sold. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't sold. He's just he's very very popular, and probably has broken download records on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. Where did he get his name from? I don't know. He, is, that, is that like post no bills? I think I think he's this generation's Vanilla Ice, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna last much longer. So he basically sampled Queen and tried to get away with it. Yeah, or someone else. Really? I, I no, I, I I don't know who he sampled. I just I just know that uh a lot of people think he's garbage and that he's just um bandwagon trap artist. There's no Kids substance these to his, days. no substance to his music. Kids these days and their new music. Whatever happened to the good old classic folky stuff like Usher and Lil <laughs> John and crunk music. Do do That's that's the doo-doo. crazy thing. Dude. So, like, if you think about it in perspective, people that are, like, in their 70s and it's like 60s and 70s now who are complaining and they're like, well, what, back in my day, we had the good old music. It's like, lollipop, 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 Then by the time we turn, like, 60 and 70, it's going to be like, whatever happened in the good old days, my music. <laughs> like Metallica. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be like the old people, like blasting Megadeth from our like whatever it's, we're listening it's to music. Be really from. weird. It's gonna be hilarious because kids are gonna get so, like when kids when like kids hear like classic like I guess baby boomer music, mm-hmm. they kind of like laugh it off. They go, "Ha ha, it's so funny." But then it's like when we get to that age, 
this is what we listen to. Their face starts melting from like right. 80s metal and like thrash metal. Well, and everything. So, yeah, it's just like, you know, and some of this, a lot of EDM and trap, there's some really intense stuff in there too. I'm not knocking it. But um, if I have, if I had an 11-year-old daughter and I really wanted to punish her, I would sit her in the car and blast Master of Puppets. Dude. And that's, they're not used to hearing that kind of uh, volatile, volatile uh, aggression, you know? <laughs> This is why I should never have babysat any of my younger nieces and nephews because I would make them listen to it and they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it? Yeah. Oh, cool. My <laughs> little like nephew would fall asleep to... Actually, <laughs> he fell asleep to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner once. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, like that's cool, but okay. He's not going to grow up and have any issues whatsoever. <laughs> I hope. I hope my family's not listening to this. I I I wonder what my brother is playing for my, for uh, his daughter because I know he's I mean he's big into everything. So I mean he he's most he's probably mostly playing the Rolling Stones. Derek. I was gonna say it. We, there's probably like there's probably a um a roadmap for our generation now to introduce our offspring to all the versions of rock. You well, have to start with like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Then go backwards a little bit to Elvis and Chuck Berry. Then go forward to like 90s grunge. <laughs> well, there, there's an argument. People have been wondering if if these, uh, you know, these schools, the, 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 the school of rock franchise is a good idea or not. Because it's just like if it's you're a scam. Well, yeah, but it's just like if your parents are like signing you up for this and whatnot, you think you start thinking this is my parents' music, you know? It's a scam. So, what do you know about it? What's your involvement? It's a scam. It's not really a scam. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. No, it's um, it's evil. Everything is evil. What? It's just a man in a mask. Well, his he, it's evil. That's actually he looks like a Soul Caliber character. Who the hell is this? It's evil. That's his name. Like literally, his name is evil. Yeah. Damn, he looks like he could be the next character in Soul Calibur. He Unlike might. Tekken Seven, who <laughs> brings in—I uh, don't know if you heard about that. No, what, what's happening with Tekken Seven? So Tekken Seven is going to have season two with new characters. They're bringing back some of the classic characters. So they announced two of them: Lei and Ju- uh, not Julia. That's my wish list. Lei and Anna. There's three slots for like people are speculating it's going to be more classic Tekken characters, and they have a guest character every time. Mm-hmm. So the guest characters have been Akuma from Street Fighter. Look at Okada with the balloons. That that does not look like a balloon. That looks like he's very happy to see somebody. This in his o- left hand, ever since right hand. I'm just letting you know. Ever since Okada lost the title to Kenny Omega, he's he's kind of gone been going through an identity crisis. Yeah, right now he kind of looks like a '90s child. And he's every time he he dives off the rope to do a crossbody, he yells Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, he's definitely a 90s child right now. But he's still, like, the best wrestler in the world, so... <laughs> yeah, I want that t-shirt. Yeah, probably get it on ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey, you want to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Also, it looks like... Honestly, he looks like he's about to walk into an episode of Double Dare. <laughs> that's that's literally what this looks like right it now. It does, it does. Those pants are pretty cool, though. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Mark Summers is the announcer. What? <laughs> All right, Okada. It's time for you to start picking the picking the nose and get the flag out. Yes, yes. I wish, but anyway. Yeah, Tekken. Keep coming going. back to Tekken. So the guest characters have been Geese Howard from King of Fighters, Akuma from Street Fighter, 
And when we saw the announcement in Vegas, it's Negan from Walking Dead. Wow. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe because Game of Thrones rights are like incredibly expensive right now. Right. They couldn't get Jon Snow. So they're like, oh, uh, uh, Walking Dead. People still love that show, right? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like. I never watched it. My dad watched it for a while. And it was funny because he'd, he'd watch it on his iPad with the headphones on. Yeah. And then it'd be like silent in and the I'd house. Freak out. And then we, yeah, I'd be walking by and it'd be like, I'd hear like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Just little things like that, and it's just like, uh, it's watching it again. <laughs> yeah, we should do something where like we're streaming a horror game and just get our reactions. I have, uh, well, the only horror game I have is the first Resident Evil. Oh, we um, gotta get the remastered one. Uh, well, it's for the GameCube. Oh dang, we gotta get the remastered one for PS4. Oh, okay, it's gonna be <sighs> sick. It's- I'm already shitting myself thinking about it really oh wait is that is that gonna be like the vr one i think there's an option for it but i'm not going that far can you imagine dropping acid and then playing Resident evil on vr would you ever be the same afterwards i would probably laugh my ass off the whole time i'd be like ha ha it's a zombie (laughs) i'd be like trying to like reach for it like did you ever watch johnny bravo as a kid yes Remember that episode where they had VR glasses or he put them on? He thought he was in like in this game. Yes, I remember that. It'd be like that for (laughs) me. It's like, it's a zombie. and I'm punching something. It turns out to be like a small child (laughs) or like a teddy bear. Or like I I bust through. I'm busting out. I actually crash through a TV when I think I'm jumping through a window. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it would be. Could be rough. So the guy in the ring right now in the small trunks is Gato. Uh, he was Chris Jericho's tag team partner in the 90s in Japan. And he's now the booker of New Japan Pro Wrestling. What? Yeah, he's the mastermind behind all this shit. Damn. Take notes, Vince. And he's I, I he's, he's Okada's manager. Interesting. But every now and then, sometimes he'll, you know, for a lower card match, he'll... He'll lace up them boots and, and, and get in a scrap, if you know what I mean. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Does he have two black eyes, or is that just makeup? It's makeup. Oh, man. I think there's rumors that that guy, that evil, is going to be uh, Chris Jericho's next opponent. Oh. Because uh, evil is in the same stable as Naito, and Naito came out to... I mean, evil came out to Naito's defense when Jericho kept attacking him after the bell. So this would be a good time. I'm going to lay out my whole... I was telling you, I have a whole prediction of what I think is going to happen. Okay. At the Tokyo Dome, we are going to see a main event. Well, it's already established. It's going to be Kenny Omega and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be an unbelievable match. Oh, that's funny. What the... (laughs) The ref has both boots. Throw them, ref. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I would have just slammed both of them. I would have been like, you both suck. And I think then we're going to see... The semi-main event is going to be for the Intercontinental Championship, Chris Jericho against Okada. And Okada is going to beat him for the Intercontinental Championship. And then who knows what happens to Chris Jericho after that. He might go back to WWE. Um, <clears throat> or he might weigh his options based on that tweet. Well, he might. It sounds like he is. But yeah. anyway, then I think at Dominion, which is the June show, which is like their SummerSlam mm-hmm. almost, Omega is going to lose the belt to Naito. And then 
Okada is going to lose that Intercontinental Championship somehow, but then they're going to go through the G1 tournament, and the final two competitors in the G1 will be Omega and Okada. For the fifth time, they will have a match, but it'll be a different dynamic this time because it's not them on top. It's them fighting to get back up the ladder, Yeah, and I think that would be a cool story, and I think Okada beats him, and then the next Wrestle Kingdom, it'll be Okada going again against Naito and reclaiming his crown. And then in the meantime, the Golden Lovers are going to have a tag team title run. <laughs> and by the way, the main event of All In is going to be you and me against the Golden Lovers. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> but you know what? They're, they're so good that they could probably carry us to a good match. I'm still out. <laughs> nope. I, I will be sitting ringside for that. You are? Why didn't you get me a ticket? Oh no! I meant like if that happened. Okay. If that happened, I'd be sitting Wait, ringside. You'd, you'd be sitting ringside and make me do all the work. Yeah, I'd be like Paul Heyman. You just gotta. You just gotta. The, the plan is let them do all the work, and we just sell. We're gonna take some. We're, it's gonna probably be painful, but we just gotta sell and just look like we're in distress the whole time. No, because all I'm picturing is just like the David Arquette WCW match. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing. But and then we're gonna have to take that those double moon salts. Nope. You know. <laughs> nope. I'm. You know, take the the that rides of the Terminator flip out of the ring and. Which one of us is taking the one winged angel? Not it. Definitely not it. Oh boy. I'll just hit someone with a chair for the DQ. Yes. That's, that's basically all I'm good for. What if what if what if they wanted to they had they were gonna face the young bucks and then, the young bucks ditched and then we were sitting front row and they literally picked us. I don't know. It'd be one of those weird. It's just uh, may, no. It would be like the somebody Cody was like, "You guys should face another t- uh, another tag team with one white guy and one Asian guy. Oh, Who are, no. Who's in the crowd? Oh, there they are! Come on in. So we're like the bootleg golden lovers. <laughs> we're the bootleg the bootleg lovers. The boot. No, <laughs> that's it's our on, name. No, it sounds so bad. <laughs> the the bootleg lovers. It sounds like a that looks like, that sounds like a bad Tinder date, <laughs> or like it's a Tinder date gone wrong. The that's that, that's our finishing move. The Tinder date gone wrong. No, <laughs> what what would that be? I don't want to know. I honestly don't want to know at this point. It'll be no, it'll be three D, and then one of us goes off the off the turnbuckle into like the was up. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> that's that's it right there. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest. The, the greatest. Tinder date gone wrong. Oh man. So we also have some basketball news yes, right. coming up, but that's that's the longest we've gone without talking about basketball. Shh, they don't have to know that. Yes, please continue enjoying whether you're driving in your car or enjoying on the couch. Everybody or... just crashed their car at the idea of us as the bootleg lovers. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. The other Chris <laughs> that's oh, listening yeah, to yeah, this. Yeah, Chris Merrill's dying laughing right now. Oh man, how's he doing? By the way, have you talked to him? He's a busy man. Busy, busy man. I'm sure he will leave us a voicemail to give us an update. Oh, yeah. We have that, that new uh, Google number now. Yes, we do. Do we have that number memorized yet? No, because we set it up last week and haven't done anything with it since. Damn. Well, we have we'll, a business we'll put it in. Number. We'll put it in the description. Yeah, we have a business phone. You can call it, leave us voicemails, texts, nothing dirty. Yes. Unless you're into that, in which we'll just look at it and laugh and probably talk about it in the next week. Yes, yes. What's the worst thing that we could get? 
I don't, somebody, somebody. Well, you know what? I'm not going to mention it because then Chris Merrill's going to do it, and I don't. I was going to say it. death threats. But oh, death threats. Okay. Wait, what were you thinking? Something else that starts with a D. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Diabetes. No, let's just move on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you know what the two greatest communities are that have helped Dennis Rodman in his career? Well, Chicago and Detroit, obviously. Well, that's not exactly what he said at the Pearl Jam concert. He's forgiven David Robinson and he's moving to San Antonio, right? Nope. He He decided to think... He likes the big old women. No, keep going. (laughs) He decided to thank North Korea and Chicago for supporting him, (laughs) which I don't even... uh, this This is how it's playing out in my mind. Just Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder's going at it. Then... All right, we're going to bring on a special guest, Dennis Rodman. Crowd goes crazy. Dennis yeah. comes on. Oh, look, look at everybody. Uh, I just want to thank that uh, the two communities that, that really supported me. Chicago for the Chicago Bulls and uh, North Korea. <laughs> and it's like, bro, De- whoa, what? Dead Did silence. Re- record scratch, what? No. I, I hear Eddie. I see Eddie Vedder with his mouth open and then Jeff Immense just standing there like shaking his head. <laughs> Just like, all right. It's like, Eddie, why did you want to bring this guy out here? And cut the power. <laughs> Guys, let's go into Glorify G right away. Get him off the stage. Well, unfortunately, Dennis Rodman is more audible. You can hear more of his tone compared to Eddie Vedder singing. So you can definitely hear the enunciation in Dennis Rodman's voice. Right. So he could probably sing Yellow Lead better and actually be more <laughs> clear about the lyrics. I don't even know how that would sound. You know it's bad. He'd make when... it about he'd make it about his visits to North Korea. Oh God, just be some kind of North Korea propaganda. Yeah, like this Mike... podcast has been flagged now. By the way, <laughs> Mike McCready would be like playing that riff with tears in his eyes because it's like, what is my 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 beautiful composition turned into? It's turned into North Korean propaganda. That that riff is a tribute to the memory of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and it's turned into North Korean propaganda. Although maybe they'll make it their new national anthem. <laughs> no! <be> <laughs> Good God, that's that's a horrible thought. Yellow Leadbetter is now the official national anthem of North Korea. <laughs> Wait, how would that even? Oh man, I wanna I wanna pull this up. Holy shit! I I wanna I wanna you, figure out how this would work. But anyway, you've you've gone to a new place. It's it's a dark place. I it's mean, this dark. Is a, it's a very very dark. Again satirical humorous pop culture podcast for those keeping score at home yes we don't actually think pearl jam makes north korean national anthems <laughs> not that you would think that we thought that but just i don't know the internet's weird sometimes it is it is i mean somebody got busted for apparently sounding like they were praising a certain man who is at war with info oh Oh yeah, yeah. That's well. That's that's your neck of the woods. Your your community. My community. What's that supposed to mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. And now we will take take a moment to appreciate the official national anthem of North Korea. Oh no! It's not. It's really not. I, there's there's bots from there. There's like North Korean bots, or not? There wouldn't be bots. There's bots from other c- countries. Listen to this, and they're gonna. I know, right? 
Like, this is gonna get- in the tag, we're gonna put North Korea, Kim Jong-un, North Korean propaganda. <laughs> I will give you $100 if you can sing the entire thing and say all the lyrics correctly. Okay. I wonder if there's, like, I gotta look up the lyrics here. You're not allowed to look <laughs> up the lyrics. I just wanna know what it- I thought- isn't it about some guy sitting on a porch or something? I- Honestly, have I've heard this song a million times. I have no idea what the words actually are. Right. You know, he Eddie Vedder does get criticized as a as a mumbler jumbler too much. Like that was like the first two Pearl Jam albums. There was a lot of that, but yeah. I feel like his enunciation and his voice evolved over time. Yeah. But every time people say Eddie Vedder, they automatically go into well i mean that's that's the album that got him on the maps so. i know that's one of the i mean still. i think by, by backspacer he definitely was not mumbling anymore no he he's he wasn't mumbling like i remember listening to like supersonic and i didn't even think it was a pearl jam song at first because i'm like that's a good song i'm like it's upbeat it's happy i can clearly hear all the words what the hell, Pearl Jam? Yes, and um, yeah, the Fixer. That's that, oh, that's, that's another a, good one. That's yeah. a great song. Mm-hmm. I think that was. I I never really listened to the. Um, I haven't listened to the previous album that came out, Lightning Bolt. I I should, but I feel like the Fixer was the last really classic Pearl Jam song. Yeah, and they haven't. I, you know, maybe that was their. Maybe that album is their In Through the Outdoor. Maybe they should have ended it after that. I don't know. Well, I mean, at this point, it's weird to think that, like, Pearl Jam and, like, Stone Temple Pilots touring right now is how we would have felt as kids when we saw, like, The Who or Led Zeppelin touring. Yeah, well, at least Pearl Jam, it's the original members. Right. And, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. No more Soundgarden. Yeah, that's still really hard to deal with. That's, uh, I still, I don't know. It still feels weird to think about because it's like, it's one of those, it's one of those bands where it doesn't matter who you try to put in there. It's just never going to work. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't replace them. If they should, they should form, if they wanted to form a new band with the same guys and a different singer and call it something different and do like kind of stay in the same kind of sound, I'd be fine with that. I was about to say audio slave should reunite, but then I was like, (laughs) oh shit. (laughs) It's like damn it they were they yeah i, I like i heard that like chris cornell said once we have some time we're gonna do it and they well they sort of did they played a uh yeah they did have a reunion they had a, a one of the resist uh rallies yeah they mm-hmm. they they played a few songs and that was cool but they they said that they were planning on maybe trying to make another album at some point that would have been cool you especially just after all this time how they would have sounded yeah you know what this means no rage needs to really come back yeah i think that's all zach de la roca and i i think in, from what i've heard and i i forget who forgot who who said this but it ba- basically his thing is he's happy he made his money and he's happy just sitting at home doing nothing <laughs> he caved in he became the thing he didn't want to be yeah that's ex- exactly it and what? you would have thought that he was the most outspoken you know radical political guy of them all but then it's just like yeah i'm good <laughs> he basically became the thing he hated from that sleep now in the fire video yes <laughs> but i guess also to be fair i don't know i wasn't really a fan of rage live 
I never. Did you see them live ever? I mean, I've seen clips of them live. Yeah, I have one of the. I have the. One of their live DVDs around here somewhere. It's kind of unfortunate because there's some bands where, unless you really. Oh boy, that looks. Is he taping he's him? He's duct taping the, the that I've never seen this before. That's creative. Wait, so he's he, duct taping a PVC pipe barricade to his opponent to to the guardrail. Yeah, this is like <laughs> it's like turn into an episode of like HG television. You remember when Bret Hart used to figure four people around the ring post? Yeah, that was f- fucking awesome, and nobody's done it since then. But now nah, this is a whole this another, is a whole different ball game. What the hell is he gonna do? Is he gonna like jump into the barricade, or is he gonna? So how is he stuck? <clears throat> Just move your hands. I think he taped him. Oh really? And now oh, he's. No. Oh, oh my no. god! Now he's taken. Okay, you had like two seconds. I to wish get out we of could there. be live streaming this right now. This is this is something else. Yeah. What is going on? He's put. He's put Yano in 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 guardrail jail. Now that he was. Oh, his hands weren't taped. He, he twisted just... him up. Well, Yano's a comedy wrestler, so this is. I don't know. I have no words for this other than my hair used to be that long. <laughs> and then it got cut because I screwed up with the barber. Is that, is that how it happened? Yeah, essentially I was <clears throat> dumb and I went to Great Clips for the f- first time in like four months. And they have notes on how they cut your hair previously. Right. So without thinking, they're just like, oh, the usual? I'm like, yeah, just whatever the usual is. So like all of the highlights on my sides are gone, and I'm like, uh. I'm like, well, damn. So then I finally I caught it luckily before they started doing stuff to the top. Right, so right. So I was like, I was like, okay, can we at least save it and like cut it to the eyebrow? So I still have some of the blonde, but I'm gonna have to wait for the sides to grow back again, to do <laughs> everything all over. Oh man, that blows. Yeah. Well, actually. It kind of worked out in the end because the weather's been so sporadic and like I'll wake up either super cold or like drenched in sweat. Right. So it's like, well, it's good to take a break and not have like extra hair. Yeah. Getting sweaty at night. What is this conversation turned into? I don't know. This what, is... what, like duct taping people to PVC pipes to like <laughs> hair to like North Korea. This is. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty entertaining, though. Yeah, it's Yellow Lead. Oh, speaking of the National Anthem of North Korea, that's going to be the title of this episode, by the way. Yellow Lead Better, the National Anthem of North Korea. No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to slam Pearl Jam that bad. <laughs> I'm just going to call this North Korean National Anthem. Oh, boy. We'll, we'll, get like, we'll have like NSA listening, like, what is this? What's going on? Have these guys defected? What's happening? Yeah. What is going on in America? No, we're going to get banned from iTunes. Yes. They're going to be like, oh, fuck it. Put Put Alex Jones back in. These guys are out. I think I think the title of the episode should be uh, "Bootleg Lovers." We're gonna get a bunch of people on like Grinder <laughs> subscribing to this podcast now. Yes, it's like nope, it's not that kind of podcast. We could well the one move we could do, and uh, to copy them, we could do the Golden Trigger. Oh yeah. But I imagine us doing the golden trigger and then and then like we'll we'll shatter both our kneecaps on someone's say, forehead. It turns into like botchamania. Oh, the oh. worst botchamania <laughs> ever. G O D G O D. I hate you guys now. Oh boy, here come the Gorillas of Destiny who uh, recently turned on the uh, Bullet Club along with their their father, the great Haku. But they're still Oh, they're st- there's Tamatonga. He's a bad boy. He's getting in trouble on Twitter. 
He's his that logo looks like it could be Sting. <laughs> sting. Scorpion Sting, and he kind of looks like he could be. Oh my He's God. like a mix of. Uh, it's like Monster Mash Sting. No, not just that. I was. Oh my God, what's the guitar player for for Soundgarden? Kim, Kim Thale. Th- yeah, he looks like he could be like a bootleg Kim Thale, <laughs> with that beard. Yes. And the hair. Dance moves though are definitely bootleg Bruno Mars. Yes. <laughs> That's oh man. That'd be something. Kim Thale dancing to Bruno Mars. We're no, just like, that's a terrible idea. We're just trashing every You're... '90s band right now. That's what this is. That's what this is All turning right, let's, into. Who's a beloved '90s? Okay, we got. Who's a beloved '90s? Let's tra- let's say something bad about Radiohead now. What? What isn't there bad to say about Radiohead? Oh, you don't like them either. No, I do like Radiohead. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't. Li- like... I do like them. I'm just not enamored with them like some people are. That's all. Have you ever seen those SpongeBob memes of like every every band's discography as explained by SpongeBob? No. They do it for like all the nineties bands. I should show you some like later, but they did one for Radiohead. I don't understand all the references because I don't know the entire discography. But based on the comments, it was basically pretty accurate. Like nice. SpongeBob memes. Somehow the show has been going on, or the show has been like, what, twenty plus years old now? No, and I, the, I don't think SpongeBob started until like 2001. 1997. 90, really? Yep. Oh wow. Or 96, somewhere around around that that time. No, it can't. It, maybe it did. I don't know. I I don't remember it being on, but I'm gonna see. I think it was around that time where Nickelodeon was first getting those cartoon series. Like they were all pilots, and they weren't expecting them to become like actual series. Oh, 1999. Oh, 99. Okay. Something was 96, 97 that I wasn't expecting. But. Um, which, uh, what were we talking about before that? Radiohead. Okay, so I'm going to, this is my, this is why I'm not all in on Radiohead and what bothers me. You're not all in? All I, I, I forgot the all in theme. Yeah, it is. I will be watching it on pay-per-view. <laughs> but, um, so... As you know, I'm a massive, you probably know, I'm a massive fan of Jeff Buckley. Looks up and stares right at the Jeff Buckley poster. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, If you listen to Jeff Buckley's falsetto, and Tom York has even admitted this, Jeff Buckley's falsetto had a a massive impact on Tom York. And I feel like Tom York's voice is basically all him trying to imitate Jeff Buckley's falsetto. And Mm. it bothers me. And it makes me just want to go listen to Jeff Buckley instead of Radiohead. Ooh. And that's it. And the, I think Kid A is a great album. I think In Rainbows is a great album. And there's stuff from OK Computer and The Bends that I like as well. But I don't think Radiohead are the greatest thing on God's green earth. I'm Damn. sorry. We I, just lost like half of our followers. And it's it's a... It's a it's a thing my brother and I sh- he he dislikes them even more than me. I'm I'm fair about my criticism. He just he just likes he just hates things that hate them. But um okay, if you had to, <clears throat> would you rather listen to the entire discography of Radiohead in one sitting or the entire discography of Nickelback with all their B-sides? No, Radiohead all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't hate Radio- Radiohead. There's just things about them that kind of annoy me sometimes, and I think they're I just think they're a little bit overrated, but yeah. That's with his name Tom. 
Tom Tom York. Tom York, yeah. Okay. Yam York. That's what it sounds like you're saying. York. Yeah, Tom I was York. I was trying to Yam think of his name. I'm like, is it Tom York? I can't remember. Yeah, no, they're listen, they're good. I don't mind listening to them sometimes. I just, you know, I don't think they're the greatest thing on God's green earth. So what you're saying is I need to give you all of my Guitar World magazines with Tom York on the cover now. Is it him or is it uh, Johnny Greenwood that's on the cover? Oh, it might be Johnny Greenwood, actually. Yeah, because Johnny Greenwood plays the Strat, right? I think he pl- he plays a modded Strat, yeah. Yeah, because I just remembered um, somebody... You know, it was Ed, o- Ed O'Brien had a Strat come out recently. It was based off of a Mexican Strat with like a... a, a, a was it like a phaser or something in there or something? Or like a... I don't know about that one. I know that Radiohead, their guitar player, had a custom strat come out too and it was like really funky with its different like switches and options right but that's fender that's fender for you there's uh maybe i'll i should uh the the better out the best album that came from a british band in the year 1997 was not okay computer you're gonna say oasis no urban hymns by the verve Just for that, we have to pay the Rolling Stones royalties. <clears throat> oh, screw them. <laughs> just just from even mentioning that name. Mick Jagger and Keith Keith Ridges are probably just like, oh, they mentioned it. You're paying us royalties. I don't know why I don't know why my impression of them turned into like a pirate. Richard Ashcroft and, and Nick McCabe can't live comfortably because of those jagoffs. Well, to be fair, I don't know why I'm like mansplaining this. No, no, I, I know what it is, but well, the thing was, they agreed at first to make them um, just, like, co-songwriters, so they, they'd all split up everything, and then the lawyers decided, nope, we're taking everything. Well, it's also because I think it was originally agreed that they were supposed to just take a small sample of an orchestral thing, but it turned into, like, the entire, basically the entire composition. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the difference between, like... Vanilla Ice versus Queen versus Vanilla Ice literally took the entire under pressure instrumental no, and scrapped did. over it. But uh, are are you saying uh, Bittersweet Symphony is a bad song? No, because I still want to reenact that music video in real life downtown. Yes, I really no, I really have this. I have this like plan. I've always had it planned in my head. I want someone filming. I want someone with like a boombox, and then I have like this leather jacket, and I'm just gonna have that look. And during rush hour, you've already kind of done that in that one picture. Oh no, that was me like standing still. That was you in New York, right? Yeah, but that was like not as bad. I hated walking back to the train downtown during rush hour. It was like in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, that can be. I've done that many times. It's... Like my other idea was reenacting. Um, that tame impala video oh i don't think i've seen that one it's it's this guy who's basically going through like he's just walking but it's like the weather and the wind gets so strong he's getting blown away and everything right i'm just like one of those two i'm like no let's do let's do bittersweet symphony it's more fitting yes and i'm more likely to get hit by a taxi too (laughs) so there yeah and i'm not talking about that's that's a i love that song but there's a lot of great songs on that album yeah and uh Nick McCabe, the guitarist of The Verb, is the uh, I, I called him The Verb. <laughs> the Verb. <laughs> the Verb. He is very underrated. The album before that, A Northern Soul, that is really good. There's some tasty, tasty guitar stuff on there. I'll be honest. 
I've only heard Bittersweet Symphony from the Verb. You should you should check out more of their stuff. They're very they're very good. Very underrated band. I totally uh, should, especially because I have Spotify and I'm paying nine ninety nine a month for all your songs. Spotify <laughs> unlimited music for just nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, let's get them to sponsor us. Let's get Pro Wrestling Tees to sponsor us. Or you know, if you have Verizon, by the way, this is not an ad. This is an actual thing. If you have Verizon. You can get six months of Apple Music for free. Yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> Start your free trial today. VerizonWireless.com. Ding. Dong. See, I should, yeah, we should get something from that. Like a promo code or something. Right, right. But like, hey, if you go to if you go to uh, Postmates.com, use the code TurnoverPod. You get 15% off your purchase. Postmates. If you need something delivered to you right away, just go to Postmates. No need to go out to the store. No need to go out to the restaurant. Just get it all sent to you. Whether it's paper clips or sandwiches, Postmates is the way to go. Good shit. I just completely made that up off the top of my head. I've never actually used Postmates <clears throat> before. <laughs> we got to go to that... Uh that sporting goods store at the mall and see if we can get them to be a sponsor. I don't know when that guy works anymore. He's it's just like it's open when he feels like it's open. And yeah, well he he's going to listen to our thing and it's like what's this thing about North Korea and <laughs> yellow lead better? He's going to have cuz he has like he does have like Pearl Jam pictures in his store. Oh, he does? Yeah. Yeah, the, well that would be the end of the sponsorship. He's like how dare you associate that song with North Korean dictatorship? It's like, well, then why do you have a picture of Kim Jong-un right next to Eddie Vedder? Dun-dun-dun! Oh, oh. oh, it's slander now. <laughs> Damn. That is slander. You know what else is slanderous? Postman. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I am not going to tarnish the reputation of any potential sponsors of this program. 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 Damn, I've been watching too much Jay Onright. Uh, it's, it more, it's just like, you have diabetes. No. <laughs> No, Wilford Brimley. Oh God, what is that even a commercial for? It was. I don't. It was the, not Enzite. Definitely not Enzite. No, it was um, Liberty Mutual. No, you know it was diabetes. It was diabetes, son. I don't even know. Yeah, he's been. He's like the Peter Francis Geraci of like old people problems. He was in that movie. Uh, he was in a movie. No, he was in a movie called uh, In and Out. Um, that had uh, Matt Dillon in it, and oh my God. Matt Dillon played this guy who who. Uh, so it was well. It's based around a uh, a school teacher in in a small town. I think they're in Indiana or something. Okay. And he's this guy that's beloved. Everybody likes them. Likes him. He's uh, he's getting pr- he's getting ready to to be. He's engaged to be married. His wedding's in a few weeks. He's getting married to uh, was it Joan Cusack plays his you know his fiance okay. anyway the teacher's sitting at home and matt dillon who is one of his former students goes up on stage at the oscars accepting an award and, and he's thanking all these people that he <laughs> that inspired him through his life including his teacher who he outs right there and says is gay what and then the guy and then and then w- wilford brimley plays this teacher's father and he comes over kind of is this true son <laughs> or, wow and then, and then it kind of goes through this whole thing of the the guys in denial about being gay and whatnot and then midway through the movie he realizes shit i am gay <laughs> and then it's just kind of this whole it's a it's a pretty hilarious movie oh man and it's it's uh yeah and then bob newhart's in there too he's the school principal <laughs> it's just like this random cast Jeez. of people but it's really well written it's really funny man i have to check that out 
on oh. Netflix. If you pay, no, I don't know if it's on Netflix. I don't even think. You know, Netflix. I'm actually surprised because the pricing is all different now. Have they jacked up the price? Again? Yeah, yeah. You, you pay like nine ninety nine for like standard definition streaming. You have to pay extra for HD streaming, and there's like a third tier for like four K. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I um my uh family play. P- Place, pays for that i haven't looked at the pricing recently but yeah yeah it's like 4k is becoming a commodity which yeah i get it it's fine it's a premium but you can't stop making entry-level things standard definition that's just bs and also another if i'm going to be griping about this is this is the part where i start griping about online streaming services twitch yeah twitch prime is changing usually usually so you know how if you have amazon prime yeah you get twitch prime yeah right? I, I i did that for a little bit yeah. yeah twitch prime lets you normally watch things ad free and you get some perks now twitch prime is getting getting rid of the ad free thing so now you have some of the perks now you have to watch ads if you want to get rid of the ads again for twitch you have to subscribe to uh twitch turbo or whatever it's called mm-hmm. which is like 10 bucks a month but it's like if i'm paying for amazon prime why should I have to pay extra for Twitch Turbo? Dude, okay. Only our people who who watch Power Rangers will know this, but Twitch into Turbo. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not giving them the satisfaction of having something cool associated with them. Besides, it was Car Ranger. It yeah. was Car Ranger. It was Car Ranger. And I'm currently, I got to get back to watching Die Ranger, which is awesome. Yes. And violent and All dark. of it is. All of it is. Even... Man, even like the most basic things that were like so like Power Rangers Mystic, what are that was whatever there was called? Power Rangers Mystic Force, I believe. I never watched it, but watch the Japanese version. Good. It's it'll make you think. It'll make you look at Mystic Force and just think, what the hell were they thinking? Right. There's some really weird maneuvering in the ring right now. Yeah. Oh, he's going for the RKO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the attitude adjustment. Oh, it on the knee. Oh no, it's uh, a reverse CM Punk's go to sleep. <laughs> it's a hybrid John Cena CM Punk maneuver. Dude, the Juice Robinson does the uh, go to sleep. He calls it, but he calls it the juice box. The juice box. It's like a combination go to sleep, uh, code breaker. He he uh, he uh, falls back and gives him both knees. It's a pretty cool move. You know what kind of irked me when Jericho first came on to New Japan recently. Hmm. People couldn't sell the code breaker. <laughs> yeah, people had trouble like doing the code breaker. Yeah, probably. it felt so weird, like not them just not being. Wait a able... second, it's ta- uh, is it bad luck Fale attacking a young boy. <laughs> I thought that was the ref. Was oh, it? it was the ref, maybe. I don't know. Or one of the refs. No, the best the best thing Jericho did in that well the, the Omega match was awesome, but the funniest thing was he uh one of the young boys at the side of the ring was actually the, the son of referee yeah. Red Shoes and he mm-hmm. put him in the walls of Jericho and that was just hilarious. Yeah. Dude, bad luck Folly looks like He looks like Lavar Ball and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> There's a new tag team, Bad Luck Folly and Lavar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then Lavar would just always say they were undefeated. <laughs> They look- might be. Those two together would be interesting. No. No. It'd be like you'd have... Uh, okay, after I say... Spew off some uh, LeVar Ball lines and I'm going to be uh, Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> Just say say typical LeVar stuff. Kenny Omega, I think we can beat you. 
and your little tag team partner because we're undefeated. Fuck them. Never lost. <laughs> Fuck them. Oh, God. We'll talk, start talking about Lonzo and basketball stuff. Man, don't talk to me about my son. I know that he wasn't drafted. He was projected number 59. Fuck them. The Phoenix Suns. Fuck them. All they got was DeAndre Ayton. Fuck them. <laughs> See, it would be amazing. I can't. I can't, I can't right now. That's, that's that's perfect. Like bad luck fall is the perfect muscle for. To LeVar be perfectly Ball. honest, that little scene right there it looks like Lavar with Leangelo having to carry Lonzo off the court. Yes. That that sums it all up right there. If you're if you're keeping tabs at home. Take a shot for every basketball reference we've had in this episode so far. This is just going to be a different, a different, a different shade of turnover. Yes, because we're actually out of time. Yes. My apologies to uh, Matt Damon. We had him on the show, but uh, we couldn't, he couldn't make it. Oh, I was talking about Matt Dillon. Oh no, I was making a Jimmy Kimmel joke. Oh, Matt Damon. Okay, yeah, that I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm Our sorry. apologies to Matt Dillon for uh, confusing you for Matt Damon. Yes. Although, uh, what's he been doing recently? Which one? Which Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. I don't know. Well, last I saw, he was on an episode of Modern Family. But which, by the way, I saw an episode of a rerun of Modern Family last night. Charles Barkley and DeAndre Jordan were in it. Really? And they were they were refereeing two charity games. Oh God! It was it, no, no, not refereeing, coaching. I'm sorry. And they had a kind of a feud going on. Oh man, it was pretty funny. I never want to see Charles as a coach, although I kind of do. But at the same time. He wouldn't last too long. He he doesn't have. I don't think he has the patience to be a coach. I was gonna say he's probably gonna try to coach everybody the same way he was coached. Yeah, it worked for me. It worked for you. <laughs> what are you doing? That was terrible. Go run. Go run ladders. <laughs> and then every weekend it would be like work on your golf swing. Yes. <laughs> Team dinners would be at Krispy Kreme. Dude, uh, him as a GM would be really interesting. Him as a GM. <laughs> No, because then he'd be like, "All right, Chuck, we need a we need a head coach, or we need a we need a really good uh, developmental player coach. Who do you got? Doug Collins? Uh, Allen Iverson? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, we need a coach that will make sure he's dedicated to practice and be there every single day for practice, not games. Practice. <laughs> yeah, let's get Allen Iverson. I got his phone. <laughs> I got his phone. He's in my fa- he's in my fave five. You know, Allen Iverson might do it, too, if the money was right. Dude, me... I can't see him as a coach. He's not going to do it. He's going to just play the players one-on-one just to prove that he can still play. Yeah. That's it's all just it is. That, that's what practice is. It's just Allen Iverson beating everyone in one-on-one. It's not even going to be at practice. It's going to be, like, on the sidelines before the game starts. They're going to go to the lo- – they're not going to even go to the gym. They're going to go to the local the courts. <laughs> the local, like <laughs> – oh, man. It's the street courts. Or yeah, not street it's going to be street ball. Street ball, Yeah. Just bring bring Ray for Alston in there. Get some <laughs> get some legends going. Yes. Ron, show him who's boss. Ronnie Fields. And then also and then for some reason Patrick Beverly's there. Yeah. He's the enforcer. Yeah. Notice that no one messed with Patrick Beverly during that whole Clippers Rockets brawl. Well, they were afraid, you know, they'd have to call the cops or something, right? Yeah. There was like a police presence, which <laughs> Oh man, that got a lot of laughs over in Studio J in Atlanta. Yes. You know what is interesting though? How is Melo gonna fit 
into this rocket system. I know we touched on it, but I just don't see it happening. I don't know. It's in you know where does Dan Tony fit into all this and well, I'm their gonna, history. I'm gonna basically paint a picture and do one of those kind of what do you think type of things. I'm not gonna imply anything. I'm just gonna have two different perspectives and just make you think. I so. th- I've got a prediction. Okay. Well, I think this is what should happen. I think mm-hmm. Chris Paul, because he's a bossy leader type, should sit Mello down and say, "Listen, this is the way we play. This is the way it's gonna go. This is what you're gonna do." We're boys. Listen to me. We'll win. And this is what Mel's going to say. Fuck that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, for perspective, remember the New York Knicks with Mike (laughs) D'Antoni and a very young breakout star by the name of Jeremy Lin? Jeremy Sparkle. Three-pointers today. Dude, Jimmy Fallon did a whole parody of him, actually. That That was pretty great. Yeah. So remember the remember that time you have the running gun system in New York. Your star point guard is Juice Macho Man. I got distracted. Anyway. He, he'll you, be headlining Wrestle Kingdom in three years. Keep going. You have the point guard, potentially of the future, in a running gun system with a dominant power forward in a running gun system. And it worked. They went on a winning streak. Then you stick Mellow back into that system. And what happens? Ball movement's dead. Mellow just wants the ball. Mellow wants to play ISO. Power forward gets injured. Star point guard gets injured. It's Mellow again. Mellow fails and moves to Oklahoma City. I saw what might have been the last great game of Derrick Rose when the Knicks came to the United Center that during Lynn's Sanity. You were at that Linsanity game? I was there. What? So you were surrounded by all the Asians in Germany. It, it was it was half half the arena was Asian. Yeah, <laughs> it was because you know why? Because UIC had a promotion. No, they didn't. <laughs> I was making that up. I, I joked about that on Facebook. I was like, oh man, all these Asians at you at the United Center right now. Did UIC give out free tickets? <laughs> it was it was a pretty great atmosphere, and Derek Rose torched jeremy lynn yeah i mean he smoked him and in yep. the same time he tore his groin so yeah it was one of the many injuries that eventually led to the acl yeah sad sad times sad sad times let's let's change the topic real quick and not end on derrick rose's acl injury juice robinson the first american to actually hold the iwgp united states championship from joliet illinois Ooh, I forgot Kenny Omega's Canadian. Yeah, and then Jay White held it. He's from New Zealand. So, uh-huh. Juice Robinson, local boy. So, moral of the story, you want good wrestlers, go to Joliet. Yes. Jo- well, Sorry, and- CM Punk. Uh, he's from Lockport. <laughs> oh, it's even farther. That's and, like uh, John that- Barrowman went to high school in Joliet. For some reason, I was thinking Sean Barrowman, like... Yeah. Wait, that... What? You don't know the whole story behind that? No, I want to know this <clears throat> Let now. Let me clear my throat. Let me get a what? drink of water. Hold Barrowman. On. So... Everyone's got that water bottle, too. So what? 
Everyone I know has this water bottle right now. Really? I kind of want one now. Well, I got a couple of years ago. I was ahead of the trend. Everyone else is a hip. I, I, yeah, no, everyone, no, everybody else is a copycat. I'm the hipster. I thought <laughs> you were going to say you were a hypocrite. <laughs> Maybe I, I probably am in some respects. <laughs> okay, so John Barrowman, for the first 11 or 12 years of his life, grew up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Naturally, you know, had a Scottish accent. And then his dad got some sort of construction job over here and they moved to America to the Joliet Crest Hill Illinois area and he went to high school there and he uh, him and his sister both learned American accents because unfortunately they were getting made fun of right Um, and so he graduated he graduated from high school there I believe he went to college in San Diego and then he went and studied theater in London and then he's been bouncing back and forth ever since huh because I know that he, I remember watching a documentary where he busts out the Scottish accent when he's back in Scotland. Yeah. But then he never does it anywhere else. Yeah, he can, he can, the way he can go between the two is really, it's really weird. It's like he's, it's like a switch he turns on and off in his brain. Yeah, it's insane. He's got a very good American accent. I mean, it's not perfect, but as far as, I mean, it's, it's natural to him. It's like one of his natural accents. Yeah, like you forget actually that he's not even American. Yeah, but he but when you hear him talk with a Scottish accent, it's like that whole makes a lot more sense. Yeah, a whole different person almost. But uh, his sister's the same way. I've heard, I've seen her in interviews with him. I think she's a writer or something like that. But mm. uh, she can do the same thing. Hmm. Okay. So nice. like, I think she's a few years older than him. Like she learned to do it first and then kind of taught him. Okay, that's cool. On this note. We should end by doing a Scottish accent. I don't know if I can. <laughs> do it. Or, okay. If not, do your best impression of anything. Of anything? I don't know. I don't um, know. I was just thinking, like, yeah. <clears throat> should end it on another terrible impression. Okay. Okay. I have an impression. I'm going to attempt to do Luann from King of the Hill. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I used to be really good at this, and then I kind of fell off. I don't even know if I should do it. Would it be disrespectful to the memory of Brittany Murphy? No. This is a tribute to Brittany Murphy. Okay. I don't know. It's just, you know. It's like it's kind of like the Luann voice is kind of like a mixture of Southern Girl and Valley Girl. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a, a mix between the two. I always used to talk about... I, I always used to reference, you know, when, when her boyfriend Buckley died. It's just like, I'm just so sad that Buckley died. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uncle Hank, I can't get over. You know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See? That was actually very, very good. Oh, thanks. I'm not going to do any more. <laughs> I don't want my... I don't want to... I don't want to uh, end on a... I don't want to ruin the good thing. You hit, you hit, like, the intonation and everything, which... Mm. Wow. Cool. Yep. I'll tell you what, Luan. Uh Yeah, you know who John Maher does a great uh Hank, Hank Hill, Hill impression. Yeah. I can't I can't do Hank Hill. He Don't. he can also do uh Boo Boo from Yogi, Yogi Bear Yogi really Bear. well. I, I him and I would go back and forth. I'd be like Hey Boo Boo <laughs> What's shaking? Gee Yogi and Yeah. <laughs> we need to have an episode where you just go through like old cartoon characters 
and just see how many of them we can rattle off. Yeah, no, that'd be maybe that that should be a next episode. <laughs> next episode, if you have cartoon characters that you would like us to impersonate, or just anything else in general to impersonate, leave a voicemail or a comment. Yeah, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, wherever. Uh, yeah, social media, facebook.com, search for podcast, twitter.com, search for podcast, uh, the phone number, it's going to be in the description. Uh, da, 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 da. You're acting like this is, you're talking really fast, like it's like gambling is an addiction, you know? <laughs> the, the... If you have a gambling problem, please seek medical attention at 555-5555. 8675309. If you've ever been in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm attorney Peter Francis Geraci. If you've ever been injured at work or have diarrhea of the mouth, please give us a call at 847-295-4844. That's not the actual number, by the way. Man, please, I kind of fell asleep during that. Please, please don't call that number. I think that's like a mixture of like a relative and my doctor's numbers. So. Oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Kind of. Sort of. We'd like to thank our potential sponsor. Who is our potential sponsor? Well, our two potential sponsors are Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, what was the other one? The, Dennis the dude, Rodman. Dennis Rodman, the dude at the <laughs> mall that has the sporting goods store and uh, uh, who, who's someone in the gaming world. Kenny Omega. Now, that'd be pretty sweet. That would be. Please, Kenny, can we join Team Razor too? Well, doesn't that conflict with your... No. It oh. conflicts with nothing. Okay, okay. It conflicts with nothing. I'm just looking out for you and your your, your job, that's all. Kenny, if you've got some vacancies in <clears throat> Team Razor... Kenny, please. Please, Kenny. Please. <laughs> please let us in Team Razor, Kenny. Please, <laughs> please. Please. Yes, please. Uh, no, the stuff does look actually pretty sick. But anyway... For that, why am I ending this as Peter Francis Tracy? For the Turnover Podcast, thank you for watching and or listening. Doesn't matter at this point. I've been RJ. I've been Chris. I thought you were going to end as Peter Francis Tracy and I was going to end as Luann. Oh. Well, I have been Peter Francis Tracy. And I'm Luann. Until next time, please... Thank you for listening. I was trying to like, that's how he talks. But if you've never seen, okay, your your homework kids, go on YouTube and go watch every Peter Francis Geraci video you can find. And then come back to us and talk to us about it. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>